Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we're stepping into our new spiritual destiny. God says, get up. You're no longer going to go back to that old addiction. If you still keep your little black book, listen, you're thinking in the back of your mind, just in case I go back. Listen, you're done with that. It's no going back. I have a new destiny. I have a new place to go, and I will never go back there. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and president of Moody Bible Institute. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, over the past few days, we've been discussing how we can get up close and personal with Jesus and experience his freedom and call on our lives. But we often find that while it sounds good in theory, our temptation is to stay where we are, comfortable, but not growing. In today's message, Mark reminds us to close the door on old habits and choose the path God sets before us. Don't listen to the discouraging voices trying to hold you back, but commit to having no more excuses. That's the title of today's message, and here's Mark Job. Jesus addresses this man. He's not saying that he wants to get out. He's excusing why he's not out. And we have a proficiency at our excuses. Uh, We avoid dealing with our problems sometimes through denial. It's not that bad, really. There's other people that are worse. How many of you know there's always others that are worse? My 13-year-old who's in seventh grade, every time I ask him about a test, how'd it go on your test? Well, Dad, there's a lot of kids that did bad. I'm like, hey, I didn't ask about the other kids. <laughs> you can always start with that. Oh, there's a lot of kids that failed completely. I think he's preparing me. <laughs> I didn't ask about Tommy. I asked about you, son. How'd you do? And he always wants to tell me how he did kind of better than other kids. I think he's easing it in there. Now, hold on. Denial basically says it's not as bad as other people. And you can always find someone that has a worse temper problem than you do. You can always find someone that's more addicted than you. You can always find someone that's spiritually worse than you. And if you want to compare yourself to the lower half, you can always encourage yourself by looking at people that are a lot worse off. They'll always be the lower half. We excuse it by minimizing. Well, my problem is big, but it's not that big. It's really not that serious. We try to minimize the consequences and minimize what it means by blaming. Uh, We switch the results to other people, say that it's other people's fault by excusing. Well, it's really, I'm, I'm working on it, but one day I'll get there. I'm not really there yet in excusing it by generalizing. We don't get specific about it and take responsibility by dodging. We, we sort of dodge the questions that people give us and how you doing? Well, you know, I'm doing fairly good compared to last year at this time. What does that mean? I have no idea what that means. And and some of us are good dodgers. We just kind of, we never answer any questions straight on. We dodge things or by attacking. 
Um, I would do a lot better if people weren't so judgmental of me. And, and you get on the offensive and the attack. And we found a lot of ways of not dealing with our problems. Romans seven eighteen says, For I have a desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to, but it's the evil I don't want to do. This I keep doing. The third thing that Jesus did with this man, and I see as you're moving out, getting unstuck, deciding I'm not going to live this way anymore, is we have to accept the difficult steps that God lays out before us. In verse 8 it says, And Jesus turned to him after he'd made these excuses, and Jesus said something astounding to him. He said, get up. Pick up your mat and walk. This is a man who's been stuck for 38 years. The only time he's gotten up was with the help of other people who held him up. He's never picked up his mat, and he hasn't walked in 38 years. But I want you to, I want you to see for a moment what Jesus is doing. And again, there's a lot of ways that God works with us. And the great thing about Jesus is he doesn't have one standard formula. There's a lot of ways that Jesus heals, a lot of ways that Jesus gets us unstuck. But I can guarantee you this, they're always difficult. They're always challenging. They always require faith. And they'll always require us to do things that in our own power we find impossible to do. Jesus says, get up, first of all. I think that Jesus was saying, you don't belong down there. This is not your destiny to be down there. Your destiny is to be up here. Jesus reminds us of our call. You're not destined to grovel down there. Your destiny is to be up here. Do you believe that it's your destiny to rise up, to step up, to stand up? So I want you to get up. Then he tells him, pick up your mat. Now that's kind of a weird thing to tell someone. Pick up your mat? I mean, is this house cleaning time? It wasn't Jesus wasn't concerned about littering. Like, oh, by the way, you're healed, but man, don't leave the papers behind there. Why did Jesus say, pick up your mat? I believe that this was symbolic of Jesus saying, you are not staying here anymore. This is no longer where you will live. You're never coming back there. Don't leave your mat like, hey, I'm going to leave it there just in case I have to fall back to it. Jesus is saying, hey, you're done with that place. You are moving on. Pick up your mat. You lost your space already. It's not going to be there already. That's not your address anymore. Some of us get up and we leave the mat. We leave it there just in case we want to return to it. God says, get up. You're no longer going to go back to that old addiction. It means tear up the contacts, erase the numbers, get them out of your cell phone, erase every contact that you have, tear it up, get rid of it because you're not going back. If you still keep your little black book, listen, you're thinking in the back of your mind, just in case I go back. Listen, you're done with that. It's no going back. 
Hey, God's calling you to walk in purity now. I know you have a list of old girlfriends that you once in a while fall back to. Listen, if you're going to leave that behind, it's time to tear up the numbers. It's time to erase the Facebook accounts. It's time to erase those cell numbers. It's time to say, no more. I'm not going back there. I have a new destiny. I have a new place to go. And I will never go back there. Pick up your mat, not where you belong, and walk. He's asking them to do something. Getting up could be fairly possible with the help of someone. But walking, impossible. Most of the places that God calls us to go, if, we're not, if we haven't gone there yet, are impossible for us to sustain and maintain on our own power. You need the supernatural power of God. God calls us to go places that you cannot go in your own. You need his power. God was saying, I'm asking you to walk, and I know you can't, but I'm saying I will give you that supernatural power to do so. Notice he didn't ask him to run. He wanted him to walk first. I remember my first daughter, when she was born, and in the beginning, you're celebrating when they turn over. Hey, did you see that? She can turn over. Like, it's amazing how excited we get about the little things. My daughter, she's already turning over. Like, yeah, okay. And when she crawled, it was like, hey, could, could, man, she must be a genius. She can crawl. Look at her. <laughs> the way she crawls. And she's got that down. But there's something about the first steps. Something about the first step they take. And if you've ever had, ever watched a little toddler as they start to walk, you know, they'll first stand up at the couch and every parent says, come on, come on. And they, they, they're like, you know, like this. Like a little drunk, you know, they're like, and you know they want to come, and you're like, come on, honey, come on, come on. And they're, and then they fall into your arms. It's wobbly, they're insecure, it's tough. Uh, it looks like, hey, if I miss, I'm going to fall. And of course they fall. But I believe that oftentimes our first steps in God are like that. It's God the Father saying, come on, son. Come on, daughter, take a step. I will catch you. I will walk with you. I will be there. I'm going to help you with my power. Take the steps that seem so difficult for you to step, the, the, to take, that seem so fearful for you to take. But if you'll get up and you'll take a risk, I'm not, ma I'm not asking you to do this without my power, without my strength. But listen, I can't walk for you. You have to get up and walk. That's our Bible teacher, Mark Job, and we'll continue his message momentarily, so stay with us here on Bold Steps. Keep in mind that all of these messages can be found on our website, boldstepsradio.org. And friends, when you get there, we want to encourage you to reach out and let us know you're listening. We have a place on our homepage that says, Be Bold Stories, where you can share with us and all of our Bold Steps family how this ministry has empowered you to take a bold step for God in your life. Mark? Yeah, and Wayne, I want to share one of those Be Bold Stories. Okay. 
This comes from a listener named Jason, and this is what he says. I recently started a men's ministry in our church and community. After live streaming the Walk Worthy Men's Conference, I invited the men in our congregation and many non-church-going friends to view the conference. Mm. With all the positive feedback and interest, I felt delightfully compelled to fill the void and need for just such a ministry. We're in our fourth month of our study of Kingdom Men Rising with Dr. Tony Evans. I'm, like so many in the Bible, the least likely instrument that God has chosen for the advancement of his kingdom. Have a great day. God bless. I might disagree with that. (laughs) I love that story. Jason, I want to say thank you for responding, taking a bold step of obedience. And what a powerful walk-worthy conference we've had. Those are powerful events. And uh, I'm I'm so glad that uh, you heard the voice of God and took a bold step. Thank you, Jason. And it is thanks to the prayers and financial support of listeners like you that we are able to reach people with this Bible ministry. So if you'd like to help spread the gospel to more people in your community and around the globe and inspire more bold stories, we invite you to join our Bold Partner program today. Now, Bold Partners give on a monthly basis, and their steady donations are the key support we need to keep this radio ministry going. And by donating $30 or more each month, you'll not only help us continue our mission, but you'll also receive some special perks, including a 50% discount on all Moody Publishers resources in our online store at moodypublishers.org. Now, this includes popular titles such as Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages and the Moody Bible Institute Bible Commentary. But that's not all. You'll also receive a signed copy of Mark's book, Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call, and a bi-weekly email from Mark filled with uplifting lessons and videos. So don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to make a difference and receive valuable resources in return. Sign up today as a bold partner by visiting boldstepsradio.org. Now, let's return to today's message. It's called No More Excuses. Here's Mark Joe. The Bible says that this man, that once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and he walked. I believe in the divine, immediate power of God to change people's lives. I believe it. I believe that God's power is here to change people's lives dramatically, immediately, powerfully by his spirit. Oh, does it mean that all his problems were solved? No, it doesn't. Did he still have a mat mentality? He probably did. It probably was a while before he could get used to sleeping in a bed. Probably took him a while to figure out what it meant to get a job and work. He probably still had some of the old habits of thinking that other people had to serve him because he had that mentality. Oh, I'm sure that it was a while before he could relate to people in a normal fashion. I'm sure there was a lot of things that had to happen in his life for him to function normal in society. But I believe that God can immediately, supernaturally, touch our lives and get us on the right track. It's a process to change. But the start can be automatic and immediate. Number four, and let me hit these last two points very quickly. Stop listening to negative voices that will try to discourage your changes. Notice what it says in verse 9. The day on which this took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it's the Sabbath, 
the law forbids you to carry your mat. What? Are you serious? You just seen a man after 38 years be healed and all you can think about is that it's unlawful to carry the mat? Like he just got up, he walked. Everybody saw it. People are amazed. It's a changed life. And the lifeguard says, hey, you're not allowed to get that close to the pool. Oh, I'm healed, I'm healed. Hold on. You're crossing the line there. You're not allowed to do that. Do you realize that there'll always be people like that in your life? Always. You can change. You can start moving in God and change your life. Because I'm going to tell you something. Listen, there'll always be people around you that would rather you be stuck than walk in freedom. There are people that get used to your stuckness and they know how to deal with you when you're stuck. But now that you're walking, they just don't know how to relate to you anymore because they're so used to you being the needy person that now that you aren't that needy, they just don't know what to do with you. There are people around you that, that, that they are, they're comfortable. They complain about how you were, but they don't know how to take the new you. Uh, they, they've for years had an excuse to complain about you and, and, and talk about you and how bad you are and how much you need help and how dysfunctional you are. And you start walking now and they've lost their conversation piece. They don't know how to relate to you. They, they, they know how to deal with you when you were broken, but now that you're whole and healed, they, they, don't, they don't know how to accept you anymore. Hey, Understand that there are people that are more comfortable with the old broken you than the new transformed, regenerated, God-empowered, spirit-filled, washed and cleansed person that God has called you to be. So don't expect that everybody's going to celebrate your change. Don't expect that everybody's going to throw their hands in a hallelujah chorus when you start getting on track. Expect that there will be naysayers. Expect that there will be people against it. Expect that there will be people that you expect would be celebrating and cheering you on that suddenly become negative towards your new life condition, towards your new steps, because they would rather you stay the old, dysfunctional, broken, stuck you. They're used to looking down and feeling sorry. They're used to giving a handout. They don't know what to do with you when you walk straight, when you carry your own load, when you step up to the plate, when you become a leader. Hey, ladies, you've been praying for your husband to get saved, change, come to church for years. Finally, he starts coming. Oh, my husband. Oh, Jesus, he's the cross that I carry. Everybody's been praying for him. Everybody's been believing for him. And suddenly he comes. He starts changing, carrying his Bible, coming to church. Now he's stepping up and trying to be a man and trying to lead. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I need to get used to this new man. Hey, you've been praying for him to lead, and now he's leading, and now, now you're like, wait, well, I don't know if I want him to lead. <laughs> right. 
You've been praying for him to get his act together, and now he's meeting all your friends. I'm like, I'm not sure I want him to know all my friends now, you know. I, you know. You're just not sure. But hey, what have you been praying for? What have you been asking for? Now embrace this new man that God has given you. Come behind him and encourage him. Don't discourage him. Put a little breath in his sail. Believe God with them that he's going to be the man of God that he's called to be. And lastly, and I close with this, listen, close the doors of the habits that tried to destroy you in the first place. Look at verse 14. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. You see, what Jesus told him is, listen, you have been set free, but you realize that there'll always be the pull to go back. There'll always be the drawing back to the old life. There'll always be the friends beckoning you to the old way of living. There'll always be open doors. There'll always be the old culture. There'll always be the old neighborhood. There'll always be your old friends that when you go there say, come on, sit down here. Remember the good old days? You know, lay on the mat. Don't you miss this? Now you got to get up and go to work every day, man. Remember when you just laid by the pool, basking in the sun all day? Man, weren't those the good old days? No, no, they weren't. There'll always be someone that'll suck you in. And on your bad days, it looks very alluring to go back to who you were. But listen, that's not who you are anymore. You close the door on that. You keep the door closed tight. Jesus said, hey, yeah, Jesus said, stop, stop. Don't open the door again. Don't stop sinning because you'll be drawn back to the old self unless, and you could become worse than you were before unless you close that door. That's what he told him. Jesus said, hey, stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. I've seen it. I've seen people that come. I've seen people that get off the mat. I've seen people that start to walk, but then they're lured back to their old life. And guess what? They're worse than they were before. You know why they're worse? Because now they know better. Now there's no excuse. Now their conscience is bothering them. Now they're under conviction. Before they were blind and they were enslaved. Now they know the light and they're enslaved. The, the Jesus said sometimes it's seven times worse. You go back, don't expect that you just go back and balance it out. Don't expect that you'll be able to go back and you'll manage your dysfunction. Expect that when you go back, you could spiral downward worse than you were before you knew the truth. Because listen, now there is no excuse. Now there's misery in your heart and soul because you've tasted freedom. Once you've tasted it, there's nothing that can satisfy you but God himself. Mark Job with today's Bold Steps. Mark, I can envision someone listening right now feeling like they've made too many mistakes in their lives. It's too late for them to change, but you and I know that's not true, is it? A lot of people feel that way. A lot of people feel it's beyond repair. And you're right, there's things about your past that you cannot change, and you will still live with some of the consequences of that. That's true, yes, you will. But here's the great news. Your present and your future are in your hands and the hands of God. 
you can make massive changes that affect your present and will have repercussions into your future. And so that's my challenge for those of you that are here. It's not too late to change the future. And we'll talk about that on tomorrow's message. I know that's a that's a key part of your message, isn't it? It is. And I'm excited about tomorrow's message because the title is, It's Not Too Late. All right. Thank you, Mark, for that look ahead. Well, if you'd like to stop making excuses and take your relationship with Christ to the next level, we'd love to hear from you. You can connect with us online at boldstepsradio.org or reach out when you call one of our team members. The number to dial is 844-615-7363. Again, 844-615-7363. We'll be happy to share what your next step is, and we'd also love to pray for you and your family. So thanks for letting us be a part of your journey. And it is the Christmas season, which we know should be centered on Christ, but ironically, Christmas time often gets flooded with everything but the presence of Jesus. So rather than let another season be wasted by the stress and noise of worldly matters, we invite you to start building a new tradition of sitting down with your Creator. With the help of Louis Giglio's book, At the Table with Jesus, you'll embark on a 66-day journey that will teach you to share authentic time with Christ, transforming your faith experience long after the Christmas lights come down. We're offering this transformative devotional as our Bold Step gift this month, so ask for it today when you give a financial gift of any amount at boldstepsradio.org or call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Also, you can go online to give at boldstepsradio.org. That's our time for today. Join us tomorrow and we'll discover that regardless of what we might think or feel in the moment, it's not too late to have the life God intended for you. We'll be in the book of Mark to hear a powerful story about a man named Jairus and his daughter. You won't want to miss it, so make plans to listen Thursday to Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.